All right. Hello. Welcome back to Become a Calm Mama. I am your host, Darlene Childress. And today we have a very special guest. I am going to interview or just have a conversation with TJ Teams. And I'm so excited because she is a certified Enneagram educator and she's a counselor and a teacher and her life passion is to help people grow as is mine as a life coach and a parenting coach. And she uses the Enneagram. So welcome TJ to the podcast and tell us a little bit about the Enneagram. What is it and why do you love it? Yeah, thanks. Uh, it's good good to chat with you. I think it's a great it's a great tool for personal growth, but it's really fun to talk about it in terms of parenting because it can be so enlightening. It's a tool used for personal growth, a self-awareness tool, a tool used to improve our relationships. It's been around for over 2,000 years. It has a lot of great history and it's used in all different areas. I love it because it's really accessible. You can dive deep and study it for years, or you can just tap in a little bit and take what's useful to you to really have new eyes for your relationships. Yeah. The way I like to talk about it, what's been really useful for me and and the people that I've been working with is thinking about as a set of binoculars Mm -hmm. that we each in life are given this unique set of binoculars. And then according to Enneagram personality theory, there's nine basic ways of seeing the world. And within those nine, I mean, there's so much diversity. I'm not saying there's nine kinds of people. That's insane. But just a general way of seeing things. And Mm -hmm. so when you're wearing, so for Enneagram one, if you're a one, you're wearing the set of one binoculars. And what you see, just like with binoculars, what you can see, you see it so well. You see it Mm -hmm. so clearly. And you're just like, this is important. But with binoculars, right, someone can come sneak up behind you and you don't see them. We each are seeing something very clearly and we're also missing Mm. a lot. The invitation is celebrate what you see well, that's awesome, and be willing to be sort of open-minded and humble enough to say, hey, what am I missing? How Mm -hmm. do you see the world? What do you see well? What can you teach me? What can I teach you? Mm. So that's kind of the ground ground level of the way I teach it, just to get that sort of humble, compassionate kind of view. Mm-hmm. Um, when I share my Enneagram number, it feels very personal. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you now you know, like, what's, <laughs> you know, what's hard for me, you know, yes, like, yes, you know, you know how to wound me. me up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it, it has to be a very respectful space. And, and we never type anybody else, you know, mm-hmm. because the Enneagram is based on motivation, not behavior. So I can see your behavior and think, oh, you must be a whatever, but I don't know what your motivation is. You're the only one that knows that. And so just being respectful in that way also of other people. Yeah. Well, uh, why don't we just start with my number? It's funny because probably the way that people feel about sharing their number has to do with their number, which is funny to me. Um, So my Enneagram is a two and I am called the helper or the befriender and you shared in your email with everybody that the, our prime, my primary identity is I help others. And I remember when I first read and realized I was a two, I found it so almost embarrassing mm-hmm. to be a two because it felt like this is such a needy number. It's like, cause the twos, they want to be liked and they want to meet the needs of others. So it, it looks almost altruistic, but it's also, I want to, 
that not necessarily me, but the two wants to be acknowledged for being helpful. Mm-hmm. So there's like this need there. And then you write attempt to orchestrate the people and events in their lives for longtime listeners of the podcast. Think back to the series that like perfectionism and motherhood and, you know, lowering your standards. I have all these different areas where I'm like trying to find some freedom mm-hmm. of hyper parenting, hyper control, perfectionism in terms of people pleasing, making sure people like me, all of that, like feeling insecure in that identity sometimes. So now I'm curious based on what I've just shared, if you want anything about twos, but also how, how do you see it show up as p- in parenting? I'm curious. Like, Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I'll just make one comment you said about being embarrassing. Yeah. We usually say when you, when you find your Enneagram number, you know, you found it because you think it's the worst number yeah. of all the yeah. numbers. You really want to like, be the yeah. other one. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You're like, oh, this is the worst one, but um, there's no, all, there, there's no better number than another, but mm-hmm. there is that feeling of like, oh, you just saw something inside that I've mm-hmm. been working to hide. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the tender part of it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So two, if we're just talking about twos here, the two parents can be great because they can be so warm and encouraging because they tend to be very intuitive and relational and connected with feelings. But where that wait, everyone is who's listening just is laughing so hard because that oh, is one hundred percent my who I am and what I talk about. And yeah, it's very funny. Right. So mm-hmm. what what can be good as we as we learn about ourselves is like I'm gonna notice in my parenting, like is my exchanges with my children very focused on relationships and feelings mm-hmm. and um, how people are perceiving you like are you liked does your teachers like you what can mm-hmm. you do to make sure your teachers like you or your friends and that's an over focus not mm-hmm. that those things aren't important but where whatever number we are we can tend to over focus on this binocular situation yeah. yeah so the warning for twos is let your kid maybe not care about those things so much mm-hmm. maybe they're mm-hmm. caring about something else because yeah. they see the world differently Enneagram two parents can tend to micromanage Mm -hmm. their kids. They can tend to overdo for their kids Mm -hmm. in an effort to quote help. Now they've sort of unintentionally maybe taught their kids that they really can't function Mm -hmm. without this two parent because the two parent knows how to help better than anybody else. Mm -hmm. And so when we think about it, we're like, well, I don't, I don't mean to do that. I, I want to launch a kid who's totally independent and confident in their abilities to do anything, but it takes that work, that personal work and that self-awareness to go, <laughs> oh, what unintentional message am I sending yeah. to my kid? Yeah. Yeah. So um, the other thing to think about that I've done when I these teach these parenting classes is what are the expectations that I'm sending? Mm-hmm. So for any gram two parents, it's like, I'm sending the message that being helpful is very, very important. Are you helping your teachers at school? Are you offering mm-hmm. to pass out papers? Are you mm-hmm. bringing extra snacks for your friends who maybe didn't bring their lunch? Like, mm-hmm. and again, none of this is, is quote, good or bad. It's just noticing, oh, wow, parent of a different number is, what are they teaching their kids? You know, mm-hmm. what are, mm-hmm. what are what they are focusing they on? on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just, just that awareness, yeah, you know, it's so great. I have spent a lot of time healing and it's funny to hear you talk about 
the two and the, the traps, right. Or whatever the, you know, the pitfalls mm-hmm. of, yeah. of it and just how much I have had to learn not to rescue. And I talk about it a lot yes. in my programs and in my, um, and I think we all rescue for different reasons in the Enneagram, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. because maybe we're uncomfortable with our children's discomfort or things like that, but right. it's really work to cultivate trust and to allow our kids to make mistakes and grow and communicate. You've got it. You can handle it. And mm-hmm. as a two parent, this might not be true for other parents who are listening, but I then have to find some other identity. Like that's not in helping them like, yes. or, or teach myself that this is helping them. Yes. So that's one of the sentences I have to use for myself is this mistake or this failure or this bad grade or this whatever relationship struggle, whatever's going on with them. I need to know that I am helping them by not helping them. And I almost mm-hmm. need to like coach myself through that. This is the higher purpose, the bigger picture. And it still has the word help in it, which is funny to me. You know, it's right. like, I still need to calm myself by saying I'm still helping. Yes, I know. The question <laughs> is, is your, is my helping helping? Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, I'm calling it help, but for Enneagram twos, like each, each number has kind of a, a downfall. It's called in Enneagram language, it's called a passion and for mm-hmm. twos, it's pride. And so I'm like, sometimes is my helping just about me looking good, you yeah. know, and being the quote, best mom or best helper. Yeah. And then my kids needs kind of getting lost in that. Yeah. 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 yeah it's so good. It's so great. Well, mm-hmm. we can move on from me for sure. Okay. I have my own vulnerability hangover happening here. No, I'm just I know, I know. It's all good. Um, okay, all so good. what number should we talk about next? What do you, what do you? Well, you know in? what? I think what's interesting is to talk about them. And you mentioned triads, mm-hmm. like they're one of the triads. It's just a different way of grouping the numbers. Is um, your stance? Mm-hmm. And so, since you talked about twos, ones, yeah. and sixes. Are go together with twos in the dependent stance. So in terms of parenting, that's interesting because ones, twos, and sixes are really looking outside themselves, looking to their kids like, oh, you know, what's what's happening? Where other numbers are more independently minded. Mm-hmm. Not that these numbers aren't independent people. That's not what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about how we just reference ourselves. Mm-hmm. So for ones, this is our perfectionist, which I don't love that word, but our reformer and mm-hmm. their binoculars are, I know how to make the world better. I know how to improve this situation. I know how to make this system function better. Like they make our world a better place in that for that. So they can help as parents do that. They can help their kids see those details that they may not see, but then the downside is they can be overly critical and very focused on these details that maybe their kids don't care about, or maybe at the end of the day, don't really matter to anybody else, but them. And so, um, but I would imagine that comes up with homework or grades or points quite a bit. Mm -hmm. The one parent really kind of feeling like we need to do it all and do it almost perfectly. Like there's not a lot of room for I could see that coming up in homework and grades, particularly maybe chores too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Chores, rooms, like, yeah, and, it, and it's not mm-hmm. the thing with Enneagram is it's so easy to flip to like behavior. So you're like, oh, so all ones are super organized, have a perfectly clean house mm-hmm. or a little bit OCD, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like a way to make the world better. So mm-hmm. for one, one that might be their health. And they're just like mm-hmm. super particular about vitamins and how they eat. And for other, it might be like, their car is totally clean and their house is perfect. And, you know, so it just depends. I'm here to make the world better because I can see it. I see Mm -hmm. how to make it better, which is, Mm -hmm. that's like a superpower. Like each number kind of has their superpower. And for sixes, that's our loyalist, um, which is my favorite name for the six. They all have like a couple different names, but the Mm -hmm. questioner, um, they're very loyal, very um, also looking outside themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, referenced outside themselves and sixes are great parents in that they're very loyal and they're very vigilant in protecting their kids um they really are aware like kind of scanning for potential problems potential safety issues they're ahead of kind of the rest of us in seeing those things which is great where it can be hard for six parents is when there's, they can commute because they're so vigilant, they can communicate to their kids. Like the world's actually not a safe place Mm -hmm. and you need, you need me to be looking out for you. And you need to be looking out all the time to um, make sure you're okay. You need to ask a bunch of questions to make sure you know exactly what you're walking into. Well, I liked, I wanted to say on the Enneagram six in the, um, you said that the primary identity is I do my duty. Um, Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we think about them as like, you know, being vigilant and being a little bit worried and, and all of that. But the sixes are also like the doers, right? They, mm-hmm. They're the moms or the dads or whatever, who will always show up for the party with the thing that they said they were going to bring. And like, you know, they, mm-hmm. they, they are reliable. Mm-hmm. And yes, yeah, sixes. I, one thing I love about sixes is they're very group minded. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's kind of, caretaking for the group. Yeah. So twos maybe is a little more this each individual relationship mm-hmm. and ones are caretaking more of their environment and sixes are caretaking more of the group. So it's safety. It's they're willing to be second in order to um, put the group ahead of them. So it's, it's that vigilant safety thing, but it's also like their identity is so what you said, like you can count on me. I am mm-hmm. loyal. Yeah. Does it show up in parenting? Like, I know this is true of twos where I won't eat. Like if there's only seven chick nuggets, I'm definitely going to like not eat a chick nugget. I'm going to give the kids the chick nuggets and like, I'll just Mm -hmm. eat something else, like whatever dirt, like almost. I mean, (laughs) Uh I'm, I've learned to assert my own needs and communicate like Mm -hmm. that I have them. (laughs) Um, but I'm wondering with sixes, if you see that they do that too, or that is, could be a behavior you see in sixes. Yeah, it can be. I, uh, again, there's such a different flavor of each number in my work. When I'm helping a mom who is trying to figure out how to, where does she fit in the family model and in like where do my needs come in? Like I need to sleep and I have a toddler who will not go to bed unless I'm in the room and like, you know, all these disruptions and I'm wanting to always support 
the child and the developmental needs. And then also like, how can we get this mama to get some sleep too? So I'm right. curious if there's certain Enneagram types that have a harder time asserting their needs or communicating. I, I count, I matter, I have, I, I need this. Yes. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, definitely. I mean, any number can do that obviously, but this mm -hmm. dependent stance one, two, and six mm -hmm. are so other oriented. Yeah. And I don't say that like they're, that's not, that's no, there's no pride in that. You know, there's the, there's good and bad of being self-oriented and being other oriented. Like, well, uh, I think but, sometimes um, in parenting, it's really kind of what I wanted to, I, I'm glad we're doing it in these stances. I think it's really mm -hmm. interesting. I think sometimes there are moms who feel guilty because they are self-centered or, mm -hmm. you know, self-oriented. Mm -hmm then they look at the other moms who are like the super sacrificial and give up their careers. And you know, then they judge themselves as right. like something's wrong with me that I'm not this amazing self-sacrificing gooey mom. And, mm -hmm. and I really always am like, no, everybody has their skills and their gifting and it's okay. Like how you show up, who you are in health is great for your kid. It's okay. But yeah, for sure. For everyone to understand that some of us are more group or others oriented and some of us are more self oriented and we don't, we really ought not be comparing to all the other moms right. <laughs> in general, Right. but especially in this way of like, who's the better mom and are we using martyrdom or self-sacrifice totally. to, to prove that? Yeah. yeah. It's a little exactly. soapboxy for me, but yeah. No, I think that's really good. And I think that's where the Enneagram helps. It kind of levels the playing field. Yeah. You know, and also for this, these dependent numbers of being other oriented, it's like, but why, what's the motivation? Mm -hmm, Am I mm -hmm. just doing it to get a gold star and I'm just doing it to prove that I'm better? Or, um, we just talked about sixes. Mm -hmm. A lot of times sixes do that to feel secure and feel safe. Like, mm -hmm. okay, I've locked in, everyone can count on me. So now I know yeah. when everything goes down, then they're going to have my back. Me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So uh -huh. it's not the behavior as much as what's going on. What's the motivation. Mm -hmm. And what if we could for sixes, what if we could help and caretake and be vigilant in a way that's sort of free of trying to be safe. You know, what mm -hmm. if we could just feel safe and whole and valuable and then add our gifts on top of that? Like mm -hmm. that's the goal of the Enneagram yeah. work. That we all have these uh, motivations, as you say, right? Because mm -hmm. we're seeking something from yeah. outside. And if we learn to kind of create that within ourselves, mm -hmm. we can be in a little bit less of that stressed state. Right. Okay, and let's those, go to the next triad. Everyone's yes, dying. They're okay, all like, okay, okay, tell me the next. So you know, um, in contrast, we have the aggressive stance. Ooh, which, everyone um, right now is like, holy shit. <laughs> that's me. And don't, I don't want to know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so everyone be nice to yourselves as you listen. Aggressive stance or assertive stance is mm -hmm. another way to say it. And also ones, twos, and sixes, um, dependent stance. That's kind of a bleh, word. Uh, it's also can call the earning stance of like, I need to 
do this mm-hmm. thing to earn my place or to earn my safety or my security or whatever. So three, seven, eight are aggressive stance. So threes are performer or achiever. They're really focused on being seen as successful. So that it's that image. How do you see me? Not just being successful, but being seen as successful. Do you know and, that I got these awards? Not yes. just I got them. Yeah. And they're not necessarily braggy, but in no. their own quiet way, this is just what's important. Mm-hmm. And threes are... I mean, the threes I know, like what they get done in a day mm-hmm. is amazing. Like, yeah, yeah. high capacity. Just, that is their gift. They have a lot of energy, a lot of capacity. They tend to be really driven. And this aggressive stance is more independent. Something I love about threes is because of that independent mindset, it's like, I know I'm going to, I can go like do these amazing things. And I have, they have great vision and and can set amazing goals that to me are like super intimidating. Like I would never set a goal that high for myself, you know, <laughs> but for threes, it's like what, it's what gets them through the day and what a gift to the kids of threes of like, they're just like, yeah, sure. You, I know you can do it. You know, they're such great cheerleaders, <laughs> such great encouragers, but what can be hard where that can kind of go South for three parents is maybe expecting things of their kids that maybe they aren't able to do or are not even able, just aren't interested. And we've already talked about the two. So a three parent with a two child, like that child's more focused maybe on their their relationships, you know, and having really good relationships. And like, I don't have to make the honor roll, you know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I'm going to do well, but like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be on student body government. I don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. so just knowing that, but, um, so sometimes threes can expect their kids to be like little superstars, you know, Mm -hmm. like they know in them themselves as a parent, I can go do all these things. Um, and it's not, they're not necessarily all CEOs of companies, but within their world, whatever they see as successful, they're typically really good at making Mm -hmm. that happen, but being careful of like, okay, how is that viewpoint affecting my children? What am I telling them is the most important thing? Because for threes, like to slow down mm-hmm. and be un- quote unproductive, like, but maybe we could look at rest as productive. It's hard. That curiosity is mm-hmm. another part of that is looking at my kids and going, what can they teach me? You know, mm-hmm. like, what am I in my Enneagram number? I'm missing a few things. And right. maybe those things are in my kids. Okay, good. So three, we have, that's so, the, uh, the achiever. Yes. What else sevens, is in this aggressive stance? Yeah. Our sevens are aggressive number also, and the adventurer, the enthusiast. Seven parents are great at having fun, <laughs> great at having adventures, being spontaneous, think outside the box. They're not rigid. They're open to new ideas. They're open to adventure. They're open to, oh, wow. What do you think about that? Like possibilities. Wow. That is such a gift to kids, Mm -hmm. you know, because kids in general school, you know, it's pretty rigid. It's pretty, you know, cookie cutter. And, and so seven parents can really just open kids eyes to what's possible, which is awesome. But what can be hard is seven parents sometimes can avoid discipline or structure because it's kind of a downer (laughs) discipline, like really puts limits on things. Sevens are known like their identity is I'm happy, I'm fun. 
And one of the key struggles for sevens is sitting with sadness or sitting with boredom. And it kind of feels like if I go there, I'm just going to be stuck. And sevens never want to be stuck. They just want all the options and all the open ideas. So as parents with a kid who maybe got a super moody kid and that's just Mm -hmm. how they're wired, or maybe they're not necessarily that way, or they have a really hard time. If you're a seven parent, is your tendency to be like, it's okay, it's going to get better, or let's go get Mm -hmm. ice cream, or or is it like, oh, that sucks, tell me about it, how Mm -hmm. are you feeling? So for Mm -hmm. sevens, like to sit in the junk and sit Mm -hmm. even in their own sadness, their own admitting, their own disappointments, that part can be really, really hard. Yeah. It's such a barrier to this type of parenting that I'm teaching is like compassionate parenting and parenting through connection. And it really requires being comfortable with our children's discomfort, being able to articulate someone else's emotions because little kids don't have language for the messy insides. They don't know what to talk about it. So we want to coach them by naming emotion and and saying like, this looks like sadness is, are you feeling sad? You know, Mm -hmm. kind of taking what we can see on the outside and giving language to it and helping them find sort of what we do with the Enneagram. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, is this what's going on inside? Yeah. For a seven parent, I mean, for different, for everyone, it's kind of harder, but I would imagine with seven, it's very challenging for them to sit in that Mm -hmm. place of discomfort. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they've spent a lifetime kind of avoiding that. Yeah. So they have chasing a fun. Of, yeah. <laughs> a lot of great tools in their tool belt of how to make the sadness go away. Uh-huh. But, you know, sadness and grief has a place and has a, yeah. a goodness and, you know, or even anger, fear, like any mm-hmm. of these things are mm-hmm. important to connect with. All right. Sevens. Some work for you. <laughs> all right. We've all got it. So we've got our eights, which is the last part of the aggressive stance. And that's the asserter or the challenger. And so you can hear in those words, there's a strength. They value strength. They're very justice-minded. They tend to be more black and white. And so eights, similar to sixes, are caring about the protection of their children. Mm -hmm. But for eights, it's like, I'm going to fight and like be strong and no one messes with my kids, you know, like Mm -hmm. every parent feels that on some level. But for eights, they're really great at supporting their kids but again this is the independent this independent view of like you're going to be awesome like I have full confidence in you versus the Enneagram 2 we talk about no you need me to be awesome I'm going to micromanage and do all these things mm-hmm. for you so you can be awesome so eights are really good at like you got it you're going to be a rock star and I'll support you so they can be really intense great visionaries of what's possible my husband's a Enneagram 8 and when I wanted to go to grad school, I was like, no, it's going to be too much of a hassle. It's going to take forever going part-time. It's too expensive. We can't afford it. And he's like, we'll figure it out. It's like, mm-hmm. there's no limits. Like, let's think big. And the intensity of the eight, that mm-hmm. can be hard with, as a parent, that intensity can feel like anger or can just mm-hmm. feel like too big or too intense. And so it right. can alienate. This group also has can have trouble with feelings and so eights being more black and white of course you can do it like it's like just what you said like no you know brush the dust off your feet go do it and it's like (laughs) but I'm sad but I'm nervous it's like you can do it get out of it yeah yeah so feelings are kind of secondary so for Mm -hmm. eights they've got to work a little bit harder as parents to to slow down hey how are you feeling it's like (laughs) ah 
Mm -hmm. so hard to do that. So that can be hard. I wonder if there's a fear there that like people might use their feelings as an excuse to then not achieve, not to push forward or achieve or whatever. And it's like three, seven, eight, right. They all kind of are focused on achievement in some way, like getting fun or getting things done or, or reaching goals or whatever it is. Feelings aren't necessarily going to be an obstacle. Three, seven, six, they don't want to get stuck there, like get stuck in the feeling. And like, now we're not going to be able to do whatever. Yes. This group is really future oriented, forward Mm -hmm. motion, lots of energy and Mm -hmm. feelings kind of just slow all that down. It confuses (laughs) it. It's, it's muddy. It's, it's just, yeah, their strengths are so strong without Mm -hmm. having to add that in. It takes work to bring the balance. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So the withdrawn stance is the last one. That's fours, fives, and nines. So our four is the individualist or the creative. There's some different names for them, the romantic. And their main identity is sort of to be different and to be unique. So you can already see, like we talked about the three, like successful, looking, seeing what people think about me. And the four is kind of like rejecting all of that. It's like, no, I'm going to be different. I'm going to be the one that's unique, that that stands out separately. Yeah. I'm not going to go along with the status quo. Four parents are so great at giving the gift of creativity and imagination. Fours are really concerned with like, what does it all mean? Like life, <laughs> like let's mm-hmm. just sit and talk about. And in a contrast with sevens, fours are very comfortable with grief, sadness, disappointment, anger, like, oh yeah, let's talk about it. You know, they're not in a hurry to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And what a gift mm-hmm. that is to kids, like so yeah. beautiful. And the willingness to be different, like, oh, mm-hmm. you want to have that bizarre weirdo career that you'll never get paid in. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, versus yeah. like, no, we got to protect ourselves. How are you or... going to make money? How, yeah. where are you going to live? Like, you yeah, know, like whatever. Like, we'll figure it out, man. <laughs> it's cool. So that's beautiful. But for fours where that can get tricky is you might have a kid that wants to fit in with a group mm-hmm. that wants to do the status quo thing that wants mm-hmm. to wear exactly what everybody else is wearing. And, <laughs> and can I let them do that and not feel like they're not being true to themselves or, you know, like putting yeah. my own projections on them because of, of the binoculars that I'm seeing mm-hmm. um, for parents also sometimes can over-focus on sad feelings. Yeah. It's like, you know what, it is okay to, to go get ice cream. We talked about it. Let's go get ice cream. And that's mm-hmm. okay. I'm not doing a disservice. We're not supposed to stay in it for a long period of time, especially little mm-hmm. kids. Like mm-hmm. it's okay to shift them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Uh, tell us about fives. Yeah. So fives are observer and our investigator. So mm-hmm. fours are super, super heart and mm-hmm. fives are super, super head. Mm. So if you think about if, cause in any groundwork, we're like body, mind, and heart. Those mm-hmm. are kind of the three things we're always talking about. So the five really they're what's driving them is a need to understand. I don't want to just know about this. I want to understand it. I want to know the why. And so they really pursue knowledge Mm -hmm. and understanding. And it's like a thirst. It's just a drive for five parents. They can be 
so wise and have information on all different subjects, just, <laughs> you know, with a snap mm-hmm. of a finger. And the thing I love about five parents is fives tend to be very unemotional. So when there's a problem, it's very chill. It's just mm-hmm. like, let's solve the problem. There's very little drama. Uh, my dad's a five. And I know growing up, if I had a crisis, like if I wrecked a car, or if I, you know, whatever, it was like, I know I can call my dad, even if I'm getting punished for this thing or whatever, whatever's going to come later in the moment. It's like, okay, let's solve the problem. There's no emotion of like, oh my God, you know, all of that. So that's a (laughs) gift that fives give, but where it can be tricky is when they can kind of get bogged down in that information and kind of over explaining and kind of droning on and on where their kids are just kind of checking out (laughs) Mm -hmm. or also not valuing the emotions of their children Mm -hmm. and wanting to turn everything into a practical scenario that can be problem solved. So for all of our numbers, it's like what our gift is when it kind of gets all distorted can to our weakness. Yeah. I keep writing my notes like, like hyper order, hyper helper, hyper cheerleader, like almost Mm -hmm. like the phrasing of these are our gifts, but when we go into like a hyper vigilant state or hyper fun, or I keep adding these little titles when we're in that state, what are we not focusing on? Like I sometimes call it like over under parenting, like I over parent in this area and maybe under parent here. And so, yeah, they can see that like, we're just going to focus on the problem. We're going to get it fixed. We're going to order the new boots and we're going to get the right sizes Mm -hmm. and that move on. And maybe there's some emotions that came up or the child wants to process that they did wreck the car or they lost their wallet and they're sad about it. And maybe they have a little shame about it and they want to work through like, what's wrong with me? And we want to offer them some language of like, of course, Mm -hmm. you make mistakes. It's okay. There's no problem there. Yeah. It makes sense. You would feel sad. Like Mm -hmm. giving that coaching, but I could Mm -hmm. see that being really hard for five to even tap into. And if we're not doing our own work, like, how Mm -hmm. are we going to do that? (laughs) Yeah. If you have no idea what you're feeling, you're just like, let me get the details. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh Yeah. I think fives are amazing in like, yeah, they are. Your plane gets delayed or canceled flight or whatever. And they're like, Mm -hmm. you know, and they like get it all together. And all of a sudden you're on a new Mm -hmm. flight. It's all it's like, that stuff is so amazing. Yes. Then when everyone is sad that they're like, have to go on their vacation three days from now. Mm-hmm. They just, I noticed my five people, they're just not present for that part. They're just a little bit like a nine, which you'll talk about in a second. They're just like, kind of like tired now. They, they're going to go take a nap now. You know, they've, they've got to go start dinner now, something like that. Right. Well, mm-hmm. that was, that's a good point. You brought that up because I, in introducing the withdrawn stance, what that means is they go inside Mm-hmm. to get what they need. And so mm-hmm. that doesn't mean they're all introverted or antisocial or anything like that, but it's like, okay, there's a problem. I'm going to go deal with it. And then it's dealt with. Now I'm going to go back inside. The fours have this rich internal feeling and the nines have this rich internal mind. It's like mm-hmm. the inside is a safe place. Mm-hmm. And so as parents, you might notice in your kids, like, the inside is so safe for them and they need time. If something happens, they don't want to necessarily sit knee to knee with you and be like, let's cry together over it. You know, it's like, yeah, they, that kid might need to just go in their room and just 
just ponder and think or go outside and just be by themselves so they can work it out inside. And um, some other numbers, that's like, what the heck? <laughs> Don't well, process- a, it feels like you're not doing your job or they're rejecting you right. or, or, you know, you're not doing it right. Fives are hard. Like as a parent for fives, they tend to have lower energy because they're, mm-hmm. they have a lot of internal time mm-hmm. and it takes a lot for them to show up emotionally. So mm-hmm. if a five does that for you, like that's beautiful and they love you, <laughs> but, but don't keep pushing. Okay. Let's talk about nines. I yeah. have a nine. I know he's a nine because he's 19 and he identifies as a nine. And I also have a 19 year old nine. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Almost that's... 20. This is fascinating to, mm-hmm. to raise a nine. So tell us about nines. Nines are the mediator or the peacemaker and their identity is I'm content. So it's this idea of like whether they're actually content or not, but it's just they can give off this vibe of peace and they don't want anything to disturb their equilibrium. And so that might be a deadline. That might be someone who's hyper emotional. That might be someone who's trying to micromanage them. Like that is very, very upsetting for nines. They want to keep that peace. But nines as parents, what is what is so awesome about my favorite thing about nines, I'll say, is just their ability to be accepting and non-judgmental mm-hmm. and so inclusive. It's such a beautiful trait because they wherever their kids are coming from, whatever they're dealing with, there's just a sense of like, okay, I see you kid, you know, you're, you're different or you, you have, you know, all these strange friends or a mix of friends. And it's just, it's awesome. I love that about nines. It's such a gift. And nines are very good listeners without interrupting. Uh, Some numbers really love to interrupt this dependent stance is really struggles with interrupting. Typically Mm -hmm. Um, nines are really good listeners. And so that can be great as parenting. The struggle for nines is they can have trouble advocating for themselves because they tend to be just very aware of everybody else's opinions and everyone else's needs. And if theirs is really different, that disrupts that equilibrium. So getting a nine to truly express what what they want, truly, (laughs) no matter what, can be difficult. And so as a parent, that's kind of modeling this sort of don't really feel too strongly about anything because it might affect somebody else. And that can be hard. The other thing for nine parents is they can be overly withdrawn because like fives and fours, they kind of need that time inside. So that can be hard for nine parents and valuing that kind of note. I have no needs that's tricky. That's the the strength gone bad kind of. Right. Although I noticed with my nine people that it's like, they won't necessarily say what their needs are, but they will still do what they want. Oh, yes. Like, it's not like I, as a two, just decide I have needs and they don't matter. And I'll just go with whatever everybody else needs. And Mm -hmm. I just stay, you know, that's when I'm not feeling healthy, but what I've noticed with my nine people is that they won't, they just won't go or like they'll still do whatever it is that they're going to do, but they won't tell you that they're yes. switching gears or so they're not very accommodating, but they look like they are truly. They're not, they're not, I don't know. That's what's so interesting about the withdrawn stance four, fives and nines, uh-huh. like the aggressive stance, they're very independent, mm-hmm. but they're non-aggressive. 
Yeah. So it's a very quiet. Yeah. So mm-hmm. nines, a lot of times you'll be talking to nines. It'll be like, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you think they're agreeing with you, Yep. but they're not, they're just listening. Mm-hmm. And then later they do something different. You're like, but I thought we talked about it. It was like, well, <laughs> I listened to your opinion. I don't know that you ever asked for my opinion. <laughs> Right, right. Or I, or I didn't want to share it because it would probably make it too complicated or too too right. much conflict if I brought yeah. it up. So I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Very sort of shockingly quiet independence in nines because yeah. they are so chill and kind mm-hmm. and agreeable. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait a minute, what's mm-hmm. going on underneath there? So for nine parents learning like, yes, that's such a gift, but like, how can I voice my own opinion. And that's the work for nines. How can Mm -hmm. I say this thing, even though it might disrupt? Well, I think it can be hard for nine parents, like not wanting to disappoint their kids because Mm -hmm. they want to keep that mutual positive regard. They want to keep that connection. So saying no can feel like, oh, I'm going to hurt the relationship and Mm -hmm. it can feel hard. So if a kid's asking for something and you have the we'll see or the I'm saying maybe because I know you want me to say yes. As a parent, it's like for nines, it's like, ultimately, it's, it's okay. Like having that definitiveness is actually helping. Like we were saying with the twos is you're Mm -hmm. helping, helping being definitive helps your kids know where they stand, what the Mm -hmm. expectations are, what they can count on. And I'm sure as you teach as a parenting coach, like that's so important for our kids' mm-hmm. sense of safety and well-being. And and so for nines, that can be hard because mm-hmm. the maybe is like, everyone's still possibly super happy, you know, mm-hmm. but ultimately they're not because they just never know where they stand with you. Oh, yeah, that's so interesting. I noticed with my one nine mama friend that she wouldn't tell her kids if we had plans. Like Mm -hmm. if we were all going to go and she wouldn't tell them to like a minute or two before, like now we're going to pizza with the children's or whatever. And they'd be like, Mm -hmm. yay. And I I, I was like, I don't do that. I tell them the plan. And then if it doesn't happen, you know, I tell them it's not happening. She's like, oh no, I don't want them to like have a big upset. You know, like Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd rather them not feel the excitement and then come down from that excitement. Like it's almost like the value is just let's keep it really in the middle. Absolutely. And keep it really manageable, keep the emotions manageable. So we're not going to go too high. We're not going to go too low in some ways, almost like a seven who doesn't want to have the big feelings. And it's like, how does nine relate to emotion? Do they avoid it or do they? Well, this stance is called doing repressed. And so Mm -hmm. one group has trouble. So our dependent stance Uh, struggles with thinking productively each in different ways for each Mm -hmm. number and aggressive stance feeling and withdrawn stances doing Uh, like getting it done getting it done seeing Mm -hmm. it through making Mm -hmm. the decision finishing Mm -hmm. it that's Mm -hmm. hard and so they're they're thinking and feeling so nines tend to either be some nines are more on the thinking side and can look kind of Mm five-ish And then some nines are more on the feeling side, mm-hmm. but doing can be their hard thing. So like with your friend, it's like, I'm not going to make any decisions or make any promises that I'm going to have to deal with later. The doing, if I just leave the doing to the last minute, <laughs> there's no disruption. Yeah. You know? And so for nines, I mean, if you have a kid who's a four or a seven, who's just like bit or an eight, like intense, like lots of emotions. 
as a parent, that can feel really threatening. Like, hey, kid, you got to chill the heck down. Yeah. Because my binoculars are being chill and peaceful is the most important thing. Geez, that's so hard for a nine parent to have any kid who's not a nine, almost. Yeah, I mean, it's- A two would be really helpful to a nine, probably, you know, like that energy. it's interesting because twos and nines, I actually, I will, I will out myself. I'm also a two. I test as a nine, really close, mm. a two and a nine. And I have a nine son. Mm-hmm. And so a dynamic with twos and nines is that micromanagey because nines are so kind of open hearted mm-hmm. and open mm-hmm. and peaceful people. So there can be, they're like, sure, I'll take the help you know? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. That relationship is the twos overdoing and the nines underdoing. Oh my God. That cannot describe my relationship with Lincoln better and how, as he's in college now, but Uh just how much I've had to allow for him. I mean, for years now learning to like, let him flounder, let him fail, not doing reminding, not doing rescuing. It's been a big part of the journey. Mm-hmm. for me, but it is still such a challenge to not message him or remind him about things. And mm. he, unlike my other son, who's like, I know enough, like, don't yeah, tell me. me you know? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, you know, he almost feels like insulted if I'm like, yes. Oh, did you remember to do this? He just gets very upset. Mm-hmm. But my other one's like, almost like, yeah, thanks. Yeah. I'll go do that now. Good idea. Right. Yeah. And but then, then there's a dependence. Of, on that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then are my getting my pride out of that? You know, it's like, there's so many yeah. layers to look at. But. Oh, it's so great. Well, TJ, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We went a little bit longer than I thought, but I, I was such a good conversation. I was like, we're in it. We're going. Yeah. Um, there's so much to talk about. There's so we could talk like, like for five hours straight. I mean, it's just oh, yeah. so fascinating. All of it. Mm-hmm. I did want to give you an opportunity to say your warning about typing your kids, just mm-hmm. how we listened to this a podcast episode. We've yes. talked a little bit about our children's type and yeah, just speak to that for a sec, please. Yeah. I think knowing yourself is the top priority um, and that will give you that compassion for your kids, but you never want to type anyone, you know, your partner, your friends, your mother, like you might gain some insights into like, oh, they're more fearful or, oh, they're super dominant or, oh, they never express their opinion. But those behaviors don't mean that that's who they are. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, it it's harmful in a lot of ways. You're telling somebody, oh, you're such a seven. And they're like, what are you talking about? And they don't know the Enneagram. And now you have this secret insight on them that they don't know themselves. <laughs> like that feels really yucky. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's really a bad feeling. And also not to rob your child of that journey of Mm -hmm. self-discovery. Yeah. I think that there are some beautiful ways that we can, as we learn about the Enneagram, bring it into our families without saying you are a blank and you need this. It's more Mm -hmm. curiosity. Like, does this, does does seeing it from this lens help you or this lens? Yeah. Yeah. If you have a kid who's, needs to ask a bunch of questions before you go somewhere. Like, well, who's going to be there? Is there going to be dinner? Should I bring my bathing suit? Like what time are we going to be back? And, and some parents are just kind of like, okay, just trust me. Like, why are you asking me so many questions? Or like, Mm -hmm. why do you have to know? Why can't you just go with the flow? Why can't Mm -hmm. you just be open? 
So that's one view versus I don't, I'm not saying this kid's a Enneagram six, but like mm -hmm. maybe to feel secure, they need information. So maybe next time before we go somewhere, I'll be like, Hey, we're gonna, you might want to bring a book to read because we're going to have downtime or you might want to, you know, just, I know that the, with this kid, they want to know what's happening before. Mm -hmm. we go. Mm -hmm. And so the Enneagram just gives us like a framework to understanding all of those different viewpoints. And so I love that. Yeah. We're not typing our kids, but we can use it as a curiosity tool of like, mm -hmm. oh, I wonder if they need more information mm -hmm. and if that would help them. Or I wonder if they need to be told, I see you. Thank you. You're really helpful right. or you're right. You do know, you do see you're right. Like some kids yeah. need to be told you're right. Like, I don't necessarily know why, but if you kind of find these soothing phrases, it can lower the nervous system, make that body feel safe and then can be kind of coached through to maybe a different framework or different thought. So we'll tell everyone how to get in touch with you. Um, because I'm sure everyone's like, what? She does classes? What's happening? I want to yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, um, I'm on Instagram. Growing oh, your Instagram is so great. You guys have oh, to go. You. Yeah. Growing with the Enneagram is the yep. handle. Yep. So I'm doing a yoga and the Enneagram retreat in Pasadena coming up, which <laughs> um, we did it back in the spring. I partner with my friend as a yoga teacher and we actually do it through the Enneagram stances. So that's going to be a Saturday morning coming up in November. So that's really Say fun. the date because this will come out before that. So November. Yeah, November 4th. In okay. Pasadena and uh, all the details are on my um, on my website, on my Instagram, uh, tjteams.com. Mm -hmm. We'll link that so in the show notes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I do uh, private coaching or custom small groups. If you have a group of friends and you want to say, hey, specifically, like, let's do a three week parenting class with my group mm -hmm. of six friends or whatever. I, I loved I just love meeting people and working with people and teaching. It's really mm -hmm. fun. Oh, and good. One-on-one one -on -one coaching as well. Wonderful. Well, yeah. I'm so grateful for your time. Thank you. Yeah. For all you mamas listening, I always give them a little like thing to work on or take away. I just, I invite you to go to the Enneagram Institute and take the test. It's $12 and find out a little bit more about yourself just, or just read about each number. Use this as a tool to get to know yourselves. That's the invitation. So thanks for listening and I will talk to you next week. Bye.